0: Our Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman hosts the original podcast Big Time Baseball with Tony Gwynn Jr. covering all things MLB. John, while we were waiting to bring you on on the show here, we were gushing over the uh, Tampa Bay Rays who just won their 13th straight game today to start the season. Meanwhile, we watched the Yankees give up nine runs in the first inning to the Twins. Now, I know there's a long season and the Rays are only slight favorites to win the division. But when you watch this Rays team, what is it about them that has just gotten them off to such a hot start?
1: Well, I mean, they're hitting a ton of home runs, which is a little bit surprising. You wouldn't think they would on a be almost on a record pace for home runs. I did. You do expect the pitching to be good. And it's been really good. The starting pitching, spectacular. Uh, McClanahan's a true ace now. Springs, who went out in today's game, we'll see how injured he is. That that could be a, a bad blow for them because he was looking like an ace as well. And so's Rasmus. And so, you know. Potentially, you have three number one starters there. Um, you've got a lineup that doesn't quit. Uh, Rosarena's a really good player. I mean, Wander Franco's a really good player. Uh, you know, once again, I, along with many others, uh, underrated this team. But let's not forget, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, 1987, started 13-0, and 0, and I saw some of that streak. I was covering the uh, Angels and uh, they didn't end up uh, as a playoff team, I don't believe. So you know, it's it's early. You're right about it being early, but uh, Tampa looks uh, devastatingly good right now.
2: You you think about you know the the concept of unintended consequences, John, and the pitch clock largely has been a wild success. Everyone seems to love it. But I saw uh, that there was an article. Max Scherzer said that his first start was on him. But it's obvious to you that the pitch clock is taxing older pitchers. How much do you think that's going to change or shake up the league moving forward?
1: Well, it definitely is affecting the older pitchers more. Obviously, they're not in, even if they're in good shape, they're not in quite the condition if you're a 25-year-old pitcher. I I mean, I have seen some older pitchers like Wade Miley, who's historically worked very quickly, uh, do very well with it. So he's used to it, but... uh, you know, the guys who are in their mid-30s, and the Mets have many of them. Uh, Quintana and Verlander are on the injured list right now, but they've obviously got Carrasco, Adovino, Robertson, but it's, it's mostly the starters. And uh, just the pitch, the time between the pitches and the time between the innings is going to take a toll, and it may mean that instead of 100 pitch pitchers, they might be 80 pitch pitchers, at least for a little while. So uh, I did see the... Stats and uh, it certainly has affected them uh, to this point. And, and Scherzer admitted that it, it, there is it is somewhat of a factor. How much he's not sure yet.
2: Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, sticking with the Mets really fast. I did a little digging, and and I'm I'm curious. You look at the DH position for the Mets, and they just have no power. You look at what they did last year. I think they had 15 combined home runs between all the DHS compared to, like, the Astros and the Braves, which were in the 40s and 50s. Like, why do you think the Mets have been so stubborn about not making a move at D.H.?
1: (laughs) Well, um, you know, obviously they got guys last year. I got Vogel back who did about what you'd expect, and they got Ruff who just did not really take to New York. I mean, it was kind of like a Joey Gallo situation, mm-hmm. although I'm not, he was just there for hitting, so he wasn't even bringing good defense or anything like that. So that did not work out at all. If they had just kept Davis, they would have been better off there. Um, Ruff now back with the Giants, so that doesn't look great for them. Uh, I do think Vientos, who's having a great start in, uh, in the minor leagues, uh, could bring them more power if they don't mind using a young guy to DH and play a position. I think he could be a potential solution for at least half of that DH spot, maybe platoon with Vogel back, but uh, they've been reluctant to call up these uh, minor leaguers. Beatty, also a terrific hitter at the minor league level, doing doing really well. I know the fans are clamoring for him to come up and play third base with Escobar struggling so badly. Um, I do think we will see Beatty at some point. I do think we should see Vientos at some point, but uh, the Mets don't want to bring them up as just a hitter. They want to bring them up if they're going to be able to play the position, and, you know, it's pretty early to give up on Escobar. I don't don't think they're at that point yet, but uh, they're probably not that far away. So, uh, we may see some of the minor leaguers come up who are really hitting up a storm right now.
2: But there were like eight, nine guys that they could have gotten for not very much money in the off season as well. Josh Bell, Nelson Cruz, list goes on and on.
1: Well, yeah, Nelson Cruz was the guy uh, obviously did not have a good year last year. He's 42 years old, had an eye surgery on October 31st. So, you know, there were certainly questions at that point. The eye surgery... Uh, has apparently worked, and he's doing well <laughs> with San Diego for only a, I think a million, one point two million or something like that. So that was a good move. I mean, Duval would have been good for anybody. Now he's hurt, but uh, there there were some cost effective of guys. Of course, the Mets are already paying a hundred million in tax. So you add a, a Josh Bell, you know, anybody they add at this point, they're end up paying double because they're paying the ninety percent tax. So uh, I'm not going to rip them for not spending more money than they have do think they would have been better off if they'd stuck with that Correa deal. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. I didn't see the physical. I don't know what happened there. I so, saw Correa had a home run today in New York against the Yankees. But uh, they're, you know, not only missing a DH, they're missing anybody to really bat fifth. They have good players, you know, who have been kind of rotating in that fifth spot between, you know, Canna, uh, Vogelbach, Pham they really don't have a number five hitter and give alonzo credit for having six home runs terrific power hitter as the cleanup guy but you know i think it would they would be much better off if they had a true number five hitter whether he's the dh or any whatever position he plays that might be Beatty at some point because Beatty certainly can hit question is can he play third at the major league level And that's still an open question
0: talking to john Heyman here on bed mgm tonight you know the padres are one of those hot teams and rightfully so coming into the season that people love there's a lot of talents some big bats big stars and i mean mvp candidate after mvp candidate but they're just seven and six right now they just took three against the braves dropped two of three to the mets east coast trip they got what 18 games i think in 18 days it's a grind of a season early on for this team what's most concerning if anything for you with what you've seen from the padres so far
1: well, they need to get their whole team back together. Obviously, Musgrove mm-hmm. uh, had that injury in the weight room, and then, well, uh, on rehab, he um, injured his A.C. joint in his shoulder. That's not as bad as it sounds. It was only going to be a week or two. He tried to make a diving play, to, and not worth doing in rehab game. <laughs> uh, you know, and you've got Tatis not back yet. April 20th, we'll see what he brings. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, there's some people who are skeptical at this point now after the... Uh, PED uh, issue that he had. Is he going to be that dynamic player that he had been previously? He's also had uh, many, many injuries. So, um, you know, they've certainly got some questions. Uh, Suarez is out in the bullpen. That's a guy that was very, very valuable to them last year, and they signed him to a big deal. Uh, I do think the injuries is part of the issue, and, you know, they got to get Juan Soto, I and mean, they gave him five great prospects for Juan Soto um, he's not been the same player in San Diego that he was in Washington. I do think he prefers to bet third. I think I saw it today he is third in the lineup. It seems like they're getting him in there third more often. He had been betting second. Um, you know, is that the issue? I don't. I can't imagine that's all of it. But, I mean, he yeah. had under a 400 slugging percentage last year with the Padres. That That is not Juan Soto. You know, he's not been the same guy, and they need need him to be that guy.
2: Yeah, another team, talk about the Rays and how good they've been, but the Diamondbacks against the spread have been covering like crazy as well. They're 8-5. and five, They lead the NL West. What do you like about what they're doing?
1: Well, they have a very good future. They have really good young players coming. Uh, so I, I like the way they're going to be uh, in the future. Uh, obviously, you've got Zach Gallon who's a terrific uh, pitcher. I, I like the youth of this team, and uh, like I said, I think they'll be a, an excellent team in the future. I mean, this year it should be between the Dodgers and the Padres. I did pick the Padres. I did like what they did in the offseason. How could you not? Uh, I do think that the Diamondbacks are better than people thought. I think I had them third. Uh, you know, but I think they're more of a future team than a now team.
0: You know, we were talking, and we spent a lot of time on the show talking about Shohei Otani, and rightfully so. I mean, he's the unique, most unique player we've ever had in baseball, and it's incredible to watch him. Uh, is he somebody in your eyes that can keep this up Long term, Because, I mean, you mentioned Juan Soto, and there are reports out there that the, the Padres might consider not offering Soto a, a big deal because they want to go after Shohei Ohtani. And, you know, you're going to hear a lot of this stuff obviously get thrown around, but Shohei Ohtani is going to command big money on the market whenever he gets out there. I, is this one of those situations where a team has to also worry about whether or not they're getting him pitching and hitting the way that he is for a, a decade? I mean, that's a long time to do both. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody expects him to be a great pitcher and a great hitter for the next 10 years. He is going to get a 10-year deal or more. Uh, He's already surprised us by doing what he does, so I wouldn't put anything past him. But, I mean, it would be kind of shocking to see him go do this another 10 years. I think, you know, a team will sign him to a 10-plus-year deal and then hope to get five years where he's doing both great. Uh, Hard to imagine that he – does both great for more than another 5 years but uh look like as i said not putting anything past him he, he's uh, the most amazing player any of us have ever seen it's incredible uh, already leading in war i see no surprise since he is a great hitter and a great pitcher so uh amazing amazing player and uh you know he is going to get the first uh half billion dollar deal from somebody we shall see um soto certainly aiming to be in that level, the half billion. Soto's big advantage, of course, is that he's only 24 years old. The age is a major, major factor in this. But uh, as you guys alluded to, uh, a Soto deal with the Padres doesn't look like it's forthcoming anytime soon.
0: Yeah, it's, it's showy just I mean, it's just great for baseball. Such a unique thing that we get to see. John Heyman, Good always stuff. appreciate the time. Thank Thanks you. for coming on with us.